0: But right now, I'd like to hand over to Pastor Lutzolo. Um, he's a phenomenal man and who hears beautifully from the Lord. And we just want to pray for you. Thank you for coming to speak with us. Father, we thank you for Lutzolo, Lord. We pray that you'll just be with him and that as he preaches, Father God, it will come straight from his heart. But Lord, I thank you that he's lived out this message. And so, Lord, I pray that you know, you'll just be with him tonight and that you'll open our hearts to hear what he has to say. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Jill Good evening. Um, It's an honor and a privilege for me to be here and to share God's word with you. We're going to jump right into it. It's going to be from James chapter 1 that we're going to read. James chapter 1 verse 21 to 25. James chapter 1 verse 21 to 25. I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. If you're there, you can say amen, otherwise you can read with us on the screen. Um, I once heard a joke a long time ago. It was before the devices became an in thing where you can read from your phone or from your iPad. And the pastor was in the room, and he said that these words. He said, can you please open in this chapter of the book, chapter 2, verse 42, and uh, if you don't have your Bible, sit next to a Christian. So... Uh, <laughs> And so um, nowadays I'm unable to say that, you know, it's like it's a bit challenging to even think about saying that because everybody's got a device and a new version or something on it. Great. Verse 21, it says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Let us bow our heads and pray. Father, we want to thank you that your word is truth, your word is life. That because of you, we live, we move, and we have our being, and we can find that identity in you. Father, as we unpack and we look into your word, I pray, Lord, for each and every heart will be open and will receive, but not only hear, but be a doer. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. This evening, the title of my message is Obeying His Voice. Obeying His Voice. Why must we obey God's voice? But before I even jump into that, I want to ask you, if God speaks, what has He currently said to you? What is God currently saying to you? Can you tell me? Can you be clear about what God is saying to you? If I were to ask you, if God speaks, In the Bible, it says, God said, and the Lord spoke, and God said 3,600 times. Over and above that, it says, those were, and God said. It means God speaks. And if He speaks and He's saying something to you, do you know what He's saying to you? Do you know what you are supposed to do about it? Because God speaks all the time. The question is, are we listening? What is God saying and what are you doing about it? And so this thing continues to be a big question, isn't it? Because then if you don't know what God is saying, how can you be in step and in line with what he wants you to do? But then what happens if I don't hear God? What happens if I don't engage with God? What happens if I do not obey God? Do I get a slap on my wrist? Naughty, naughty. You're naughty. What happens if we do not obey God? What happens to us when we do not engage with God and listen to what He's saying? And so it is important that we engage with these words. God speaks, obeying his voice. What is that voice? What is that voice saying to us? We are to respond to it, isn't it? And so I would like to highlight the four main things from the scripture that we just read. And I want to highlight them because they are the key things, not only that we obey God, but why must we obey God? We all know that we need to obey God. We need to be under his covering, under his leading. But why must we obey God? For what? Is it just because he's God and we need to obey and submit ourselves? Is it just for the reason that we don't want to offend God, just now things don't go well with us? What is the big reason? Why must we obey God? Do we obey God just to do it as a religious thing? Or is there something bigger? So sometimes we just say, oh, God needs to be obeyed. But why? I'm that guy who asked that question. Because God has a reason why we must obey. I just want to clarify it tonight. When you obey or when I obey God, it's not for God's sake. It's for my sake. When you obey God, it's for your own good. God likes nothing good. But he wants the best for each and every one of us, isn't it? How are we going to get the best that God has if we do not align ourselves with him? And so it is important that we engage ourselves properly and we understand why must we obey, not for the sake of obedience itself. It's like budgeting. I don't know about you. It's not my favorite thing. (laughs) But I budget not for the sake of budget. I budget because I have a goal. When we obey God, we obey God because we want to be found in line with him. We want to find ourselves in a place where we can engage with him and we can be in track with where he wants to take us. I don't know about you, but I can tell you right now, tonight here, that anybody who is disobedient towards God, their lives are going nowhere slowly. Because they are not in line with God. You get stuck in a rut. Because you are disobedient to God. So I want to highlight four things. The first thing is this. Obedience to God and his voice. It's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. You have to believe that God is who he says he is. And he is able to do what he said he will do. What does that mean? It means you are to trust in him and not only trust in him, you are to respond to him. Trust in him and respond to him. One day I was walking in a mall and as I was walking inside the mall, I saw a lady pushing her son, I don't know if it was her son, but I saw her pushing this young man on the wheelchair. And I could see that this young man had um, Down syndrome uh, condition. And I could see that this was, you know, that that heavy, intense one. And he was really severe. And she was pushing him. And I, I felt compassion for mom if it was the mom and this young man and i felt the lord immediately speak to me i felt the god's voice inside of me saying to me go and offer to pray for him i started thinking lord we are in a mall here i started wrestling with this thing in my heart i started saying lord it's not possible you know what is she gonna say What's gonna And I started giving all sorts of excuses. Lord, we are in a mall. Lord, it's going to look weird. I even became so silly. I couldn't believe it. I had to repent in the end. I became so silly. I said, Lord, I'm a brown man. This is a white family. What are they going to... Lord, yo. I said that. Can you believe it? Just so that I do not take that step of obedience. Eventually, this... Mom or the lady with this young man, they went past me. And I felt terrible that I missed an opportunity to minister to them. Because I was more concerned that what if I pray and nothing happens? I was more concerned about, you know, the responsibility that was God's one. My responsibility was to pray. And I missed that opportunity. And I repented and I said, Lord, forgive me. For missing an opportunity to be obedient to you. Right there, I felt the Lord giving me a statement that I will never forget. The Lord said this to me. Letulo, if I give you an instruction, you are to obey. It's not an option. My command to you is not an option, you are to obey. What has the Lord said to you, and you haven't responded in obedience to him? Where do you find yourself right here, right now, in your maturity towards the things of God? You can never grow in the things of God if you are disobedient to his instructions and his command in your life. When you find yourself in a life of sin, and you are not living to please the Lord, your life will never grow. In him and so obedience to God's voice is an act of faith maybe God was gonna heal him I don't know maybe he wasn't gonna heal him I don't know but I had the responsibility to obey the Lord you and I have a responsibility to obey him obedience is an act of faith the second thing I would like to highlight is this, obedience to God's voice strengthens our relationship with him. Obedience to God's voice strengthens our relationship with him. Why? How come does it do that? It's because of the fact that when we are able to respond to him, we start to be stronger and stronger. If I obeyed God in that opportunity, I was going to be stronger. I was going to be able to take even a bolder step, walk in the hospital and look at the whole world and start to pray. Who knows? I don't know. Because I, my relationship with him would have been strengthened. And so obedience to God's voice strengthens our relationship with him. How does it do that? That it strengthens this relationship with him. It is very important that we must understand that when our relationship is stronger, we are able to take bolder steps. You cannot take a bold step when you're not sure about yourself, isn't it? It is very important to do that. And so, on a personal level and as a local church, We are called to respond in obedience to him. And so you need to be able to gear yourself and say, God, I want to respond to you. On a personal level, I want to respond to you. If we are a church of God, let us respond to him. Because it is critical that we respond to him in faith. That our lives... Can count for something do you find your life waking up and thinking I'm pursuing a career I'm pursuing something but after that then what I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that question I do after this then what Lord after this what am I going to do what am I going to do after this what am I going to do And so it is important that we are able to engage with God. Years ago, a former president, two presidents, Bill Clinton and Nelson Mandela, had a conversation. It was a closed conversation, and they started to talk. And Bill Clinton told Nelson Mandela these words. He said, Nelson, I realized when you walked out and you were walking out of jail, and you were walking out to watch the people, that the camera, as it went and it zoomed closer to you, I saw on your face that you were quite angry. You were full of bitterness. I've never seen anyone looking so angry. Mandela responded and he said, it's so unfortunate that you saw that. I'm so sorry that you saw that anger. And so Bill Clinton asked him, what was going through your mind as you were walking out? Nelson Mandela said to him, I thought of the friends that I lost. I thought of 27 years of my life that I was wasted. I thought of what was done to me. I thought of my family that I lost. And anger came out inside of me. And as this happened, I was overwhelmed with anger. And right there, an inner voice spoke to me, said Nelson Mandela. The inner voice in him said these words. Nelson, you spent 27 years of your life in, in prison, but you were actually a free man. And now that you are a free man, don't become a prisoner. You see, unforgiveness keeps you as a prisoner. And obedience to God's voice strengthens your relationship because he will say to you, you need to forgive. You need to let go. Is there someone that you need to forgive tonight? Whoever the Lord may highlight, may you forgive them tonight. Because unforgiveness, it's like me drinking poison and hope that you die. Because I'm full of bitterness and unforgiveness. Obedience to God's voice demands, it demands that our relationship with God gets strengthened. Because we are able to forgive others. Amen. The third point I would like to highlight is this. Obedience to God's voice provides us with guidance through life's journeys. Obedience to God's voice provides us with guidance through life's journeys. There are good times, isn't it? But then there are challenging seasons that we go through. And when there are challenging seasons... You need to understand that because of this challenging seasons, sometimes God's voice becomes a little bit faded, isn't it? That it sounds like he's far away. You can't hear him because you're overwhelmed with emotion and the circumstances that you find yourself in. But obedience provides us with guidance through life's journeys. And so we are to be aware that when we obey him, it is important that we understand that through life's journeys, we still need to hear God. Sometimes I can't hear the Lord because I'm going through a difficult time. I need to get a brother that stands with me, someone who's more mature than me, and hear the Lord with me because I can't do it on my own. A story is told about a pilot that was new and he found himself in the plane. The weather changed as he was busy flying and so it was all cloudy, he couldn't see where he was anymore and he had to use instruments in the plane to land the plane without seeing where he was exactly. And so he called in the radio tower and they responded back to him and these were the words of this radio tower as they responded to him because he said, I'm nervous, I'm panicky, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. And the voice spoke back to him from the radio tower and it said these words. Follow the instructions and all the obstructions will be moved away and taken care of. When we hear what God's instructions are, In our challenging seasons, we are able to allow for the obstructions to be removed. But the obstructions are not removed when you find yourself in a space where you are not hearing what the Lord is saying. Or where someone is coming alongside you and they hear God with you and they can support you. Does it make sense? When we follow instructions, the obstructions... Gets shifted away because suddenly things become clearer on what we are to do. So call unto the Lord and obey Him and allow Him to guide you through life's journeys. The fourth thing I would like to highlight for you, based on the scripture, is this obedience to God's voice enables us to be kingdom builders. Obedience to God's voice enable us to be kingdom builders. If you profess that Jesus is Lord of your life, automatically you are mandated with being a kingdom builder. Eesh. Because God wants everyone to come to the knowledge of who he is, isn't it? And everyone to live so that others can come to the knowledge of who he is. In our homes, in varsity, in college, everywhere we find ourselves, we are kingdom builders. We are called to be kingdom builders. Wherever you find yourself in that world, you are a kingdom builder. In the scripture we just read earlier, it says that you would focus on the perfect law. The perfect law, what is the perfect law? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And love your neighbor as yourself. I want to highlight something tonight. Anyone who says something other than that is a liar. And they are lying. Two things. <laughs> Anything that comes and wants to divide people, it's a lie, and the person is a liar. Because God's heart is that all of us may come to the knowledge of who He is and what He has for each one of us. Years ago, true story of Peter Annette. He was a former CNN news reporter. They were sent in Israel during the time when there was tension with Israel and the Palestinians. And in this tension, a bomb went off in Israel. And when the bomb went off, a couple of people were crying. They were injured. And a a man came carrying a young girl on his arms. And he went straight to Peter because Peter was a reporter wearing those tags. And he said to Peter... He didn't know the name of this. Peter just saw that he's a reporter. And reporters, they were allowed to leave this uh, enclosed area where Israel bomb went off. And so they could, the reporters could leave and go out of this uh, enclosed area and be able to get out into Jerusalem where there was a hospital there. And so when this bomb went off, this, young, this man had this young child on his arms. He ran towards Peter and said, please help. This girl was just hit by the bomb. She can still be saved. Let's quickly go to the hospital. But I can't take the child to the hospital because I won't be allowed to leave this enclosed area. The soldiers will not allow it. But you are the reporter. We can go together. And so Peter got them in his car and he drove off with them. The soldiers allowed them because he had the and he could go through. They drove all the way to Jerusalem Hospital and at the back, this man kept on crying. Sir, please, let's be quick. Please, please, we are losing her. And Peter says he was driving faster and faster. Eventually, he got to the hospital. The doctors took the child. They checked. They did what they could. When the doctors came out, the doctor was quite sad. He said to Peter, Peter, And this man, sorry, we lost the child. This man started wailing and crying, and he went on the floor, bitterly crying, being sad that the girl died. Peter, not knowing, assuming that this was the father, he put his arm around him and said, I'm so sorry, I can never be able to know what you feel because I've never lost a child. And this man looked at Peter and says, this was not my child. This was a Palestinian girl. I'm an Israeli. But it didn't matter because in that time, I was the one who was capable of helping her. You see, the enemy wants to always try and divide. God always, his heart is always to unite. That we would be one in him. One in Christ. One in who we are called to be. And tonight as we sit here, all of us, we are all made in God's image. No one is better. The scripture that Jill was reading it now, Galatians 3.28. No one is better, no one is the. All of us have a role to play in his kingdom. You have a role to play in God's kingdom. And so we are called that no one and nothing can ever put partitions and separate us from what God's love is and that is everyone belongs to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everyone is his and he will bring all nations under his cover. And so obedience is a call to maturity. May we obey him as an act of faith. May we obey him as we go through life's journeys. May we obey him as we pursue to know who he is and what he has for us. May we obey him as he enables us to be kingdom builders. So here's a question tonight as I close. When God speaks, what is he saying to you? Let's close our eyes. Lord, I thank you that you want to speak with each and every one of us. Father, I pray that the things that are holding us back, Lord, either a life of sin or a life that is not in line with your word or a line that is, that is ignoring your voice, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, may those obstructions be moved, Lord. Tonight, I pray that you would speak. That whatever you want to say will be Heard in people's hearts and minds and spirits, but that they would not only be hearers but do us of your word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. When God speaks, what is he saying to you? I would like to encourage you that even if it's not now and later and you sense this is God, write it down and test it against his word, test it with someone who's mature than you and see if that sounds like him. And if it does sound like him, I would encourage you to respond to him. Thank you, Father, for Everyone that's here tonight, that your word, because it's truth and it's life and it never, it never comes down and, and leaves without doing its work, Lord. I pray that you will speak to us encourage, us, encourage us, guide us, Lord, to be kingdom builders and to be those that can show what a life of obedience in God looks like. Thank you, Father, for everyone here tonight. I speak your blessing upon them your leading and your guidance upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Excellent.